Hey, what's going on? This is Zid Raw. How's everybody doing today? Almost feel like yesterday was the day that time forgot where the lands broke apart and everything was just shattered into nothingness. <laughs> um, it was a very random, busy, yet quiet day and I feel like today is going to be the same. As you guys know, I'm working towards something. This show is almost just a reflection of my own personal taste. I'm an otaku, so that means that I love anime, I love manga, and video games at the same time. In addition to that, I am a big, big fan of Marvel movies, of movies in general, and of hip-hop. I'm an aspiring rapper, producer, and that's really what I've been focusing on at the moment. I'm, uh, I'm on a song a week challenge where I'm putting out a new song every single week. You guys can always check them out on SoundCloud. Uh, I'm putting them up on YouTube. Uh, they aren't going to be on iTunes, Tidal, streaming services, Spotify, Pandora. I'm literally just putting out music, kind of having fun. I put the first one out last week. It's up now. It's called I'm Honored Infinity. And I'm gonna put a new one up soon here in a, in a couple of hours. So I'm pretty I'm pretty thrilled about that. It's one that I had to take a lot of time to get right, just because of the programs I'm not using. For those who are like myself, whenever you get new into a new DAW, which is a digital audio workstation, like um, what are some of the standard ones? Pro Tools, Fruity Loops, or which is FL Studio now, Mixcraft, Studio One. Um, what's the other one I'm trying to think of? The one uh, that mo- that a lot of people use. I can't I can't remember off the top of my head. It's so weird how stuff just blanks. But anyway, I I started on um, Mixcraft, then Studio One, and uh, a couple of other things. But recently, I was uh, I'm using GarageBand. And GarageBand is weird. Because a lot of the other programs that you can use allow a little bit more freedom, whereas GarageBand will, um, in the under the guise of simplicity, remove some of the freedoms to kind of streamline the process. But as a result, there are certain things that you can't do. Uh, it's kind of difficult to EQ individual tracks on GarageBand. It's difficult to have the fidelity of being able to put something together in terms of mixing the the song and then eventually mastering it. Now, if you have an already mixed song and you drop it into GarageBand to master, it takes like no time. It takes like like nothing, depending on how in-depth you want to go and how many details. Uh, You can do it pretty quickly. But as far as, say, you record... Uh, all the little pieces in GarageBand itself, it's kind of weird in terms of how can you EQ it. And I'm specifically talking about GarageBand on the Mac. Now, GarageBand on the iPad is not like that. Meaning, I can put a track down and I can EQ it so easily. It's almost crazy. But because you can't do much with terms of plugins, it's hard to get those really unique, fun, drum patterns, uh, beat patterns, and stuff like that, because 
it's so, um, that section is streamlined. It's just, it's just a weird program almost across the board, but that's kind of what I'm dealing with and what I've been enjoying and messing with. And that's really where the fun is figuring out what you can do in the process. So I try to stay one song ahead. I am going to put one out in a few hours here today. I was working on the cover art and I already have the song for next week. I have it. I have the beat kind of created. I have the lyrics written. I have the chorus written. I just got to drop it in and then mix and master those vocals. And that'll be up next week as well. So it's a challenge. It's an interesting challenge for me, but that's kind of what I'm pushing towards. That's kind of the whole point of being an artist is that you want the challenge to be your life. Yo, what's going on? So in addition to that, I keep thinking about words, man. Like, I came up a writer, so words are important to me and their meaning and how they can use be used in a precise manner and how they can be misconstrued. So I'm super careful with the word choice of just about all of my lyrics and all of my, even my talks on here. I try to find the exact word for what I'm trying to say that's going to have the exact meaning for what I'm hoping to portray to the people I'm talking on here. And I think I'm getting a little too uptight when it comes to words because it's like certain words I'll kind of hold back on and I'll, I won't use as often. Certain words I like keep them as like grenades in my pocket and only toss them out at certain points as if that's going to be, this is my true intent. But I think what I should just do is I need to just start saying whatever's on my mind, whatever's on my heart, how it comes to me immediately, which is what I usually do because I think that's important. And the perspective of kind of trying to jump in feet first and give all of yourself and everything that you could possibly want to uh, to give and portray and say sometimes is more important than getting everything exactly right how did you feel at that moment what's the emotion behind the statements what's exactly what's on your mind when you're saying these words and I'm thinking about that and I'm like yeah I don't necessarily have to be perfect in my statements I just have to be true and I have to be honest and that's all that fucking matters so I think that self-imposed restriction I can feel it going away the less I care about how things I say are going to be perceived the more honest and open and upfront I can be and I think I'm just going to be in a better place because of that so where did I, where did this even come from? I was listening to Tyler the Creator's new album, and he's got that song with Jaden Smith, uh, Potholes. And I'm trying to think where I've heard Jaden Smith ever really, uh, ever really curse on a song. And I wonder if because of the family that he's come from, being Will Smith's son and uh, Jada Pinkett's son, I wonder if he just was trying to uphold 
this perception of who he's supposed to be. And then lately, he just doesn't give a fuck anymore. He just doesn't care. So seeing him on potholes, and I'm like, I guess I can hit you at any point in your life, no matter how much money you have, no matter how much fame, you can still feel restricted by something, something internal or something external. And the music becomes beautiful when you lift those restrictions from yourself and you just expose the terribleness or the beautifulness or the rawness of who you really are. And that's kind of how I feel. And I I was listening to his new single too, that I think I saw it on Tidal. And it's pretty dope. Before he shaved his head, I guess, and went with the short haircut, he and Frank Ocean are doing the multicolored hair. But now, it's almost like his truth becomes him. And it's weird being able to relate to somebody so young in that aspect. But I fully understand kind of where that's coming from. So, you know, me talking, me talking about myself, me talking about words. I'm taking a lot of uh, a lot of pleasure in this uh, type of introspection. So, as always, I really appreciate you guys listening to kind of what I'm saying, taking the time to tune in to anything. I'm uh, very, very, very excited for kind of the next couple of segments because all I've been doing is playing video games and writing rhymes and making music and playing video games and writing rhymes. So I'm going to give you a Dragon's Dogma update just because I'm having too much fun. I love sharing. Yeah. So Dragon's Dogma. (laughs) Y'all know that Dragon's Dogma is like becoming one of my top five video games of all time the more I play it I'm having so much fun with the combat mechanics I'm playing a sorcerer which I've never done and just the the, the, the power and the freedom and the, the brilliance when it comes to the sorcerer's gameplay I am really 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 fucking loving um, I think this Sorcerer playthrough has got to be my favorite playthrough. I still am trying to work out what type of pawns I need to kind of accompany me. But for the most part, it's functioning the way I need it to function. I'm nuttily powerful. And it's so satisfying when you see these guys charging and then all of a sudden you just drop comets from the sky and they soar into the air. Oh man, and I catch myself laughing as if I'm a real, like I'm a real wizard, you know? And it's just, I'm having a really good time. Um, But I I brought this up because, well, one, I'm playing it, but two, I watched a trailer for High Res, Dragon's Dogma, which I think is coming out next year or into this year where they're just sort of remastering it and putting it out the same way that um, Bachita did with Skyrim where it was Skyrim special edition, high resolution. This is gonna be kind of the same thing. So you have the same great gameplay because really the game that they put out is very in depth. There's so much to do. I'm wandering, I'm doing all these quests. I'm gonna just kind of do all of the quests that I can possibly stand. And I'm just going to kind of have fun with it. It's 
one of the more satisfying, if you, if you are a gamer like me, and you like exploration, and you like customization, and you like character creation, this is the type of RPG for you, because you can kind of play it almost however you want, almost, I wish I had even more, I really wish I had more ability to customize the pawns that I'm rolling with, um, and that's partly just because I'm playing offline, so I'm not pulling in the data of uh, other people's pawns that are in the uh, internet stream, which definitely helps, but playing it this way, it's just super, super uh, satisfying because I can kind of do whatever it is that I want to do. My design is on point. The character is exactly how I want him. I'm still playing around with my with my with my pawn. She's still not quite playing how I thought she should play. It, she's not quite hitting it and nailing it in a way that really is working for me. But anyway, I wonder what you guys think about high-res video game redos. There's almost this thing where it's become a, it's becoming a standard where we're, if you want your if you want to put out make some money um, you cash in on the nostalgia of the game that people love and you make it prettier you make it better I mean they redid all those Final Fantasies Final Fantasy 12 just came out which I can't wait to get my hands on um, they've done it with Eco and Shadow of the Colossus they did it with Skyrim now they're doing it with Dragon's Dogma and it's pretty common for RPGs because it probably is more efficient and cost effective for them to up the graphics on an old game than to generate new content simply for the fact that it's hard to create a new RPG it takes forever it takes a long long ass time so being able to do it like this is probably a godsend they can make money on an already existing property where they don't have to write new story they don't have to craft new characters they just go in and do a graphics overhaul and it probably has nothing but tremendous financial upsides. And then you get to experience a game which you love, you know is good, but it's going to feel fresh and new. It's going to feel like you've never seen it before simply because it looks better. What a great strategy. So I'm still playing my old version. I'm, I don't give a shit. I'm having a lot of fun. But uh, more power to you. If you haven't gotten this game, you love RPGs, you love action games, you love third person, this is the fucking game for you. I swear, it's one of my favorites. Uh, I may actually go back and play it now. Love. Yo, 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 yo. What's going on? This is Zid Raw. It's your boy. How's everybody doing? How's your day going? How's your life going? So... As I said earlier, I went ahead and put the new song up. It's called Otaku Us. And it's about being an otaku, watching anime, all that fun stuff. And, uh, you know, I think it's pretty fun. Uh, it's on SoundCloud. It's on YouTube. Uh, I published it so it, soon it'll be on iTunes, Spotify, blah, blah, blah. Every single place where you can get your music. So... Oh, and, and on Bandcamp too, which is Bandcamp.com or Zidraw.Bandcamp.com. So it's everywhere. And um, I'm just going to keep going. This is week two. So I'm going to put out a new song every week. Hopefully I get 
a little bit better and improve on my craft that I'm able to kind of do something that has a little bit of meaning. Uh, so I'm trying to invest in myself and just kind of push through. Uh, so anyway, I don't really want to talk about that. You guys are super cool for uh, checking that out, but I really want to talk about this, um, this freaking thing about the, uh, the customization. I want to talk a little bit more about that with Dragon Ball Z. Cause the only other thing that I've been kind of doing is watching power and doing this whole, uh, 21 day, uh, abdominal competition. So let me do a little bit about the customization first. So the reason why the customization feels so good to me, it almost feels like crafting a song or writing a story or painting a picture where when you make a song, you're putting a little bit of yourself into the music, into that song. And when you get to design the character, when I get to fully customize the character to so many details, it feels as if I'm putting a part of my creative creativity or my creative self into the character. So as a byproduct, when I'm not playing the game, I feel like, man, I can't wait to get back to the game because I feel like that's a part of myself. I want to go and I want to experience what I'm doing in this world. Not what the character is doing, what I'm doing. It's kind of neat, right? The video game escapism model is different than the escapism of movies because that escapism is personal. It's action oriented. It's us doing what we do putting something out there and pushing towards something increíble. And because of that, we feel very close associations to the, the, the video game characters and the stories that they're going through because it's, the, it's us taking the actions. It's us leaping over Goombas, busting bricks, grabbing coins. It's us uh, rescuing the princess from Bowser. It's us living in Balam Garden and eventually becoming the head and and going out and uh, drawing magic. That's the difference. Whereas in a movie, we're watching these characters. Oh man, it was really cool when Batman did X. Man, it was amazing seeing Spider-Man do this and help Aunt May do that. There's almost like an appreciation or an admiration. Whereas video games, there's an association. And so the stories are very, very personal, even in the lack of story. So when I think about the game I'm playing now, when I think about Dragon's Dogma and the exploration, the story is me deciding to wander up a hill, explore this open area where there's dozens and dozens of goblins just walking around to get that fat loot to freaking go places and almost have my character die and get game over and stuff. Like, it's thrilling. It's exciting. It's a good time. And um, it's more me than were I playing an already predetermined character. Like, if I'm playing Arkham Asylum, it's me, but still Batman. 
I'm adopting his cowl and cape, not vice versa. You know what's one of the best games at making you really feel like a part of the world without giving you the real sense of character creation? It's Suikoden. The Suikoden series is really interesting. And particularly, I'm going to talk about three because I'm the most familiar with that and two a little bit, which is, you know, widely considered to be the best of the series. It certainly has the best music. Now, one of the cool things about the Suikoden games is the ability to recruit. When you are you know, in an RPG, right? One of the cool parts or aspects of it, and let's talk about JRPGs mainly, is that you get a a party of people who travel, you know, it's a colorful cast of characters that you guys will take down monsters and battle bosses together. Each character plays a separate role, and by putting together the characters in the way that you like, you create the balance that you prefer to tackle the enemies. So... Uh, You have your fighter who's strong, you have your magician who's kind of weak but does the most damage but is slow, you have your healer who when you get damaged heals you up, and you have your damage dealers who are a little bit quicker like your rogues or your archers, and whole manner of in-between classes and stuff. Now, what's so fascinating about Suikoden games is that it's more than that. The 99 stars, you can recruit 99 other characters to your party. And speaking on the the notion of personal connection, you go and experience every single character, individual's personal story to bring them into your army. And once they're in your army, then you can take your favorite six out and you can fight. And it's just, it's so interesting. The depth of that particular concept makes the story of the game feel very deep. Simply because of the little moment of going and really understanding who each character is. Um, there was a real another game that did that really well. Chrono Cross, which is... Um, Chrono Cross was a game for the PlayStation, which was the sequel to Chrono Trigger, but not a direct sequel. It was like how Final Fantasy games would reinvent themselves, but kind of have the same concept. Chrono Cross was like that too, and you could also recruit a ton of characters. So from this laundry list of so many characters, you could put together the three that you liked working or fighting with the most, with the exception of the main character, Surge. That game was just amazing to me. It has probably some of the best video game music I've ever heard. I mean, if when, when I think about the best, like, say, just music scores in video games, Chrono Cross is, like, top five. Valkyrie Profile 2. Final Fantasy... Maybe nine? Or maybe, yeah, probably nine. Nine has probably some of the best tracks, but except for the battle track, which I don't like. Or the boss track. Um, Just powerful, touching, moving music. Beautiful moments. Really colorful cast of characters. And the fact that there are so many characters really adds a sense of depth 
to the stories in a way that you could not anticipate simply because you're just thinking you're going to go on the story, but you get wrapped up. You get tied up into these characters' individual personal stories that matter more than NPCs because they join your party and you take on their actions too. So when you take on their actions, in a sense, you take on their stories. It's fucking fascinating. I think that that's another way to add depth of story. And that's another way to kind of add that a different type of customization. So it's not just the customization of your character and what you design. It's the customization of how can you how can you co- uh, combine these various groups of individuals and talents into a single unit? That game, the Suikoden games, they just provide a different side of things, which I want more of. Yo, what's going on? This is Zidra with Otaku Beef. Z-I-D-R-A-W. How are you? So we were just talking about uh, the customization of a couple of older RPGs and how that's what's important to me when it comes to gameplay and when it comes to video games. And I think that that's just because of my personality. Like, I like creation. I like story. One of my favorite games back in the day was City of Heroes. It was a MMORPG that came out when the more popular ones were already out. I believe World of Warcraft was already out and this was going to be the one where you could design your character however you want from the jump. Everybody had it in their minds, this is the superhero that I wanted, this is the superhero that I'm going to create. They got together, they designed their superheroes, they tried to get into the beta. Oh, it was such a good time. It was a character customization. I designed so many characters again and again and again and again until I finally ended up on a character design that I, I enjoyed. And I played it for a while and I got through, oh, I don't know, however many levels. But, you know, if you guys have listened to the show before, i am not been the biggest fan of MMO-style gameplay. I need my combat to be a little bit more action-oriented if it's one character. What's weird about that to me is that if, if you're playing an RPG with turn-based combat, if you have one character, it feels slow. If you have two, it feels better. And if you have three or more, it feels fast and fluid and it keeps you engaged. But one character, just having multiple actions with a cooldown, it feels like you spend a lot of time waiting. And that was never fun for me. I liked how they did it with the uh, Old Republic simply because you had your companion so it felt like you had a little bit more to do but a lot of people really like that they love that style of gameplay they feel it's very very engaging so more power to them um just not for me but that customization man there was just something about it so getting off that i wanted to tell you guys something else i'm me and my girl we're doing this uh ab competition as we you know we work out pretty seriously and i kind of like go really hard in the gym but we haven't really been eating too well for the past month or two months actually so now we're like all right let's see who can have the best abs in 21 days so we we're just starting week two as of tomorrow and it's going good 
And I, I, I definitely wanted to talk about this on here because I feel like that's something that's a little bit neglected in the otaku community where we admire the really cool characters and the really fit characters, but I feel like we don't take care of ourselves as much as we could in a lot of instances. But I just wanted to share a couple of quick tips. If you want to, if you want to just all of a sudden trim down a little bit, you just need to switch what your body consumes as fuel. A lot of the stuff that we eat gets used as fuel, but that's not what our body should be burning. But it doesn't tell our body to burn fat. I'm talking about like sugars and carbohydrates. A lot of your white sugars turn into carbohydrates, breads, pastas, chips, bagels, all that stuff, and your sugars. But if you just substitute all that out for healthy fats like creams, hard cheeses, avocados, um, fish fat, stuff found in salmon, it takes about a week to get used to it. But once you do that, here's the crazy part. You're not as hungry simply because you're getting these foods that sustain the body so your body doesn't all of a sudden crash after you eat like your McDonald's for t after two hours and then all of a sudden you're starving because you're not actually getting nutrients, you're just getting full and your body doesn't process it for energy, it just passes it through. So I'll let you guys know how it goes in two more weeks. Um, I just want to give that quick little quick and dirty tip eat healthy eat positive fats and instead of carbohydrates because it tells your body to use fat as fuel so what happens once it runs out of that avocado it uses the actual fat inside your body and burns that away uh, tip number two only drink water and you're good I mean obviously drink whiskey but <laughs> so let me say this, the greatest story that should be adapted into a movie or television show is called Negation. That's probably one of my favorite comic books that nobody knows about enough. Back in 2004 or five, a bunch of comic book creators got together and started their own company. The name of the company was, uh, I don't know, I can't recall, CrossGen, CrossGen Comics. They had some really interesting stories where what they were trying to do is they were trying to create some stories that weren't the typical comic affairs. So no superheroes, no, um, like everything in Marvel and DC was superhero, 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 superheroes. Image had some of its own stuff, but they wanted the freedom to tell different types of stories because comic books isn't only about superheroes, Spider-Man, Superman, Batman. There are other things. So they started branching out. They told some medieval stories like Scion. They told... Um, uh, story of a world of, of, of witches or of mag magic, magic users called Mystic. They told a story about um, military science fiction military officers called Sigil. Sigil. And here's what's interesting: they connected all the worlds 
by these things called sigils. They looked like the yin-yang symbol, except they were orange and red. Now, different characters in these throughout these different worlds and these different universes would have a sigil on them, and the sigil would grant them some sort of power, something that made them special in their world. So the story would be about their world, blah, blah, blah. And they had a lot of success in the beginning. The comics were really high quality. The stories, some of them were really good. I really liked Meridian and Scion, and I thought they were pretty unique. But after a while, some geniuses came up with a story called Negation. And I gotta say, it is probably the best science fiction story I've ever read. It's so good. The concept of Negation is now that I think about it, it's almost like it's almost a little Hunger Games esque with like magic or superpowers or whatever. Hundred people are kidnapped from a, a bunch of random worlds in this universe, so they're all alien to one another and they're transported to some crazy world. They just wake up there. Some of them have sigils either on their arm, their chest, their hand, their head, whatever, which grant them powers. Some of them do not. And the story involves one guy who's just an ordinary military guy trapped with all these extraordinary people trying to figure out what's going on while everyone else is just trying to survive. And I tell you what, this story is so fucking compelling and so well told that if I ever get the chance to adapt anything, it's gonna be this. Because this show is brilliant. And it's gonna be crazy too, because when I'm on, <laughs> later on, when I get older, Shuidel Ejiofer is going to be an older guy because the guy who, who's the main character, he's an older black man. So he's like gray hair and everything. Like he's been in the military, he's retired. His name is Obregon Kane, and he solves problems and he figures things out because he's smart. And that's what I love. I miss stories about smart people who use their brains to solve problems. And we have so many people solving these problems with their heart and their guts and I'm just gonna go for it and be intense and shit like that. And that's cool. That doesn't do anything for me personally. I need brilliance. I need tacticians. I need skillful. Um, I need skillful uh, thinkers, and that's what this story is. Negation. You got. You gotta. You gotta read it. I cannot recommend this enough, at all, at all, at all. So. I'm not going to get too much into it because I don't want to spoil it. I think it's that good. I think it's that amazing of a story. What, why it works is because in the CrossGen universe, there were different... These, each comic book that they first started with, the, uh, the stories took place on a different world, like a literal world in this vast universe. So you'd have a world of magic, you'd have a world of science, you have a world of weird shit so forth and so on you had a world of martial arts like I think one of the popular ones was called Way of the Rat and what was cool about Negation is that it pulled 
different aspects from each of these stories drew them in and was able to tell a compelling story because it really understood it really understood what makes a story good versus what makes a story you know bad or weak or lackluster the first book that you got to get the book you can't just get the issue go to amazon or i don't i guess they're going to have it on comicsology as well but it's called bohica b o h i c a that's the original it just has a way of pushing the interest of the stories and it's so it's so crazy too because i'm so thirsty for thinking type characters whereas they make their decisions based on objective reasoning as opposed to what may f- feel right or their internal logic system like a feeler type and it's so funny cuz i'm trying to watch the show power and power is the show that 50 cent created which i should actually talk about i don't know why i'm not where i'm just starting it i'm just getting into it i'm like 7 episodes in and um, all the characters are making their decisions based on their uh, own personal emotions or their personal um, their own personal emotions or their own personal uh, sense of logic that they have internally. Now that's something that feeling type individuals do. That's how certain people operate. Neither good nor bad. It's just it. So I can tell that the writers and the creators are feeling types based on the motivations and the actions the characters take. Everybody acts this way. Everybody in the entire show, which is a little bit frustrating for someone like myself because there's not really anybody in the show whom I can associate to, who I can kind of plant my flag on and say this, that's my character. That's the character that I'm most like. That's the one I'm going to root for. Everyone just feels a little wonky to me. There's not much balance, and so that throws someone like me off. But if you're a feeler, like take your Myers-Briggs, if you're a feeling type person, and that doesn't mean you don't think, it just means that's how you make your decisions based on how you feel. If that is you, you're probably going to love power because the characters are very grounded and real in that way. Most of them, some of them are silly, but some of them are really real like that. So, I'm watching the show. My girl's watching the show. We're getting a kick out of it. Music is dope cuz you know 50 understands what's good what good hip hop is. And then funnily enough, he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to make the theme song and the ending song and half the songs are going to be mine." So he just had basically he can say, "Buy the soundtrack to Power," and that's basically his album, which is fucking genius, you know? But there's no one in that show that I can really latch on to. So, I think about that, and then I think about negation. And that show was clearly written by a thinking type person because they're make the way that Kane makes his decisions is based on internal logic. It's based on um, his external observational skills and, and and how he can kind of play things down and put pieces together in a way that the average person just can't. So I really enjoyed this comic book. I really encourage everyone to get it. I have about four or five issues. They're wasn't really an ending because sadly cross gen comics they 
the, the, the bottom fell out. They lost too much money. They couldn't sustain. So we just have these series of comics floating around in the ether that you can find every now and then in half-price books. But get your graphic novels. Get them on Amazon or your trade paperbacks. That's what I did. Negation is an astounding series. I love it, and I highly recommend it to everybody. Yo, that beat is so sick. If you guys are listening live on Anchor, uh, I just played I Got Money by 50 Cent. That's one of those songs where the beat is just so nasty. He could be saying basically whatever, and I'd still listen to it. You know what I mean? He could come out and be like, I'm actually uh, a white man. I'm wearing a mask. All y'all niggas is ass. Whoops, I shouldn't say nigga. Can't take it back. Like, he could say any of the, any stupid shit like that. And I'd be like, man, that shit was hard. Like, the beat is so nice. Uh, anyways, uh, I'm going to give you my quick sign off now. Uh, because tonight, Game of Thrones comes on in an hour. So, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to talk about it right here on Anchor. And I'm excited like I am every week for uh, GOT. It's a dope show. If you're not watching it, what is you doing, baby? What is you doing? So I'm Zid Roth, Z-I-D-R-A-W on here, on Snapchat, on YouTube, and on Bandcamp. Z-I-D-R-A-W. If you want to find me on Instagram, it's Zid Roth the Wizard. Find me on Twitter at the Zid Raw. Or you can find me on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Pandora title zid raw i just put up a new song on my soundcloud called otaku us but you can also get i'm honored infinity i appreciate any support and as many streams as you can stream as many downloads you can download as many purchases you can make but as always love peace and serenity i love everybody i want everybody to achieve everything that they want to achieve you got to go after your dreams you got to start now there's no perfect time Going after your dreams means literally staying up an extra hour at night and just doing a little piece, doing a little piece each day, each night. If you want to be a chef, fucking go get you a kitchen set, get some recipe books and start cooking. If you want to be a famous uh, architect, start designing. You got to start now because you only get one chance. You only get one shot at every day of this life. But I know that taking the shot and missing is a thousand times better than not taking it at all. I love everybody. I hope you guys have a really fantastic and fortunate night. I'll be back later after Game of Thrones. Love, peace, serenity. Beep.